Welcome to the Bridge Builder Program, an initiative of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, where we help you live your faith in the public arena. I'm Jason Adkins, Executive Director of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, and joining me in studio is our producer and Minnesota Catholic Conference Communications Manager, Kit Zapiniak. Hey, Kit. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again this week. We hope that you are having a very blessed day. Remember that you can catch us right here every week on your favorite Catholic radio station at the same time. But if you do miss an episode... You can find our podcast archive online. Go to mncatholic.org slash podcast. In today's episode, we're excited to be joined by one of our very fine Minnesota bishops. We're talking about what it means to be a faithful citizen and live our faith in the public arena with Bishop John Quinn. Bishop Quinn will give us his perspective and reflect on his time as shepherd of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. In our mailbag segment, we answer a question about making change in your very own neighborhood. And of course, we want to leave you with some practical tips on how you can start to put your faith into action. In our Bricklayer segment, we have information on an upcoming opportunity for volunteers, business owners, and organizational leaders. And listeners, if you have an idea for the Bricklayer segment, or maybe you just want to share with us how you are putting your faith into action, let us know. Send us an email at show at mncatholic.org or leave us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send us your questions for the mailbag segment. Let us know what's on your mind about faith and politics. We're now joined on the line by Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Bishop Quinn is a native of Detroit, but he has served as the Bishop of Winona, Rochester, which is a diocese that comprises 20 counties across southern Minnesota with a Catholic population of about 130,000 Catholics in 107 parishes. In addition to his Episcopal ministry, Bishop Quinn loves education and spends time at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary and St. Mary's University in Winona and has a real heart for education issues. We're delighted to have Bishop Quinn on the Bridge Builder program today to talk Talk about faithful citizenship. Bishop Quinn, welcome to the Bridge Builder Program. Oh, Jason, thank you. It's great being with you, and thank you for the invitation to be part of this podcast. I really have been looking forward to it, so I thank you, and thank you for all the great work you do up at the Minnesota Catholic Conference. You help me as a bishop to do my work even more effectively, so it's great to be with you this morning. It's a delight and a pleasure to serve with you in the vineyard, Bishop Quinn. uh, Tell us about your passion for education and your your lifelong involvement in ministry and education. Why why is it something that you take special time out to do to work with students and to nurture the life of faith within them? I think because I, I had wonderful teachers who inspired me throughout my life, whether it was in grade school or high school and college, grad school, I always had women and men who were deeply committed not only to the faith, but how to live that faith. They were great signs of the living gospel. Many of them over the years now have lived with the Lord, and I'm still inspired by them. I was particularly inspired in Detroit because of uh, so many needs there, uh, such an underserved population. And it became very clear to me uh, over the years not only how education had changed my life, but I became aware of this gift that we can give to all people, education in Christ, and particularly the underserved. So it became a passion for me, and it's one that I've tried to follow here in teaching at St. Mary's University, because I see what happens to young people 
when they are surrounded and brought into a faith community, but also when they are brought about, when, when a search for truth begins in their heart and how we can assist that. Turning to this idea of faithful citizenship that the Church proposes to us as a mode of discipleship, what, why do you think that is that the Church calls us to, to faithful citizenship? Oftentimes people think that politics is something for a professional cast of persons or something with people for who have a hobby or a particular appetite for it like to do, but the Church in fact calls all of us to be faithful citizens and to participate in the life of our communities. Why is that? The reason I, I have found it compelling to get out into the public square is because of the great mandate of Jesus Christ as he's ascending to his heavenly Father in the Gospel of Matthew, where he says, go out into the whole world. And he tells us to both preach and teach and baptize in the name of the Trinity. He says, go out into the whole world, not parts of it, not places where we're comfortable, but to go into the whole world. So for us, in fulfilling the mandate of Christ, then we need to be out in the public square interacting with what we believe are not just values but our truths, ways in which we become increasingly followers of Christ but are for the common good that everyone benefits. So from my perspective, it's right at the heart of the gospel. So politics is really could be a mode of evangelization. It could be. You know, uh, I think today politics has taken on such a very bad connotation. In fact, a few years ago I asked uh, some of my uh, students who are seniors, have they thought about politics? Because I said, here you've been with us for four years. You have great values and you have participated in the dialogues about what really counts, what is good, what is beautiful, what is true, who is Jesus Christ. And not one of them was interested in politics. And yet I said, our Holy Father says it's the highest form of charity to go ahead and to love the community so much. You go out there as a servant, but as a leader to help everyone be able to have a better life but also uh, the common good of all of us. So we got a lot of work to do in that area of politics, because now it looks like it's just partisan politics rather than the public good. Yeah, we're equating politics often with elections and electioneering when it's really that great conversation about how we build our common life together. It is, and, and for all of us to be bridge builders, one of the many uh, titles that the Bishop of Rome, the Holy Father for our church, is Pontifex, you know, the, the bridge builder, meant to be reconciler and bring people together. Um, that's, uh, I think, an aspect of all of us who are baptized and, of course, uh, ordained, to be good bridge builders. Get out there. Get the dialogue going. Begin to listen. Begin to pray about what you hear. Engage in the dialogue and bring our values and truths of the gospel, bring that into the conversation. What are some of the practical ways, Bishop Quinn, that you recommend to people when they say they want to be more involved in their communities or more involved in, in uh, politics or social life? What are some practical recommendations that you give to them? Well, I'll tell you a real practical one that I face every election. I realize I haven't kept up with knowing who these candidates are. I have in the past arrived uh, at an election 
and then thinking, oh my goodness, who am I going to vote for? And I realized I had not taken as seriously my role as a good citizen. So number one, I say you got to get informed about those that are elected or those who want to be elected. Find out what they believe about life, about immigration, about the death penalty, about how we care for the poor. How do we protect human life from the moment of conception right to the last natural breath? I think being informed by those issues. I think the second thing is when you're in conversations to listen to what's being said and not to be afraid to share your perspective, to share what you know is for the common good about those many issues. So I think those are two things. We need to become better citizens. We've got to be better informed and have courage. Don't be afraid. There's many ways in our communities that we can access this information. The uh, Minnesota Catholic Conference, you constantly and continually provide us with great information and easy Q&A, questions and answers, so we can be informed and that without being disagreeable and difficult, but we can bring our perspective into all the areas of our influence with our families and our neighborhoods at work. In other words, to be good citizens and followers of Christ. That's an important point, Bishop Quinn. We can disagree without being disagreeable, and that is why the Church has been promoting uh, this Civilize It campaign, which it seems we need now as much as ever in terms of overcoming the polarization in our society. Well, I'll tell you, Jason, I don't know about what your family, but of course this year we couldn't have a big family gathering because of COVID. But uh, normally uh, around Christmas time, our family, uh, our cousins all get together. And I'm telling you, it looks like the United Nations when we're together, but we're very loud. And there's lots of perspectives and people are speaking up about different points of view. And something I have learned is we're still family. We care and love each other. And while we may have different points of view, and maybe backing different candidates and for different reasons, we still, at a deep, deep level, there's more that unites us, but also we belong to each other and for the community that's built around the common good. So by the end of an evening, we're all still friends. Wonderful. And and our families and our churches have to embody that model of communion and fraternal charity that we hope to to nurture in the rest of the public, (laughs) it seems. Bishop Quinn, you mentioned earlier that your students have sort of a distaste for politics. No one really wanted to enter that arena. What is it that we need to do better, perhaps, to help people identify that public service might be a vocation within a vocation, that politics is really a calling. It is one of those highest forms of charity because it serves the common good. How do we help people see that? I think one of the ways is that wonderful program that the Minnesota Catholic Conference initiated a few years ago is Catholics at the Capitol. I've always heard that expression, all politics are local, meaning if you want to understand the political process, you've got to jump in and understand it at the level where you're living and where there's going to be the most impact, and then work from there. Catholics at the Capitol, I've been very impressed because I have seen young people from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, 
interacting with those elected officials from our area of Minnesota. And I think that's the exciting part, that politics is not what we see on TV. It's our political process that we engage in. And Catholics at the Capitol gives us that opportunity, not only young people but adults, to make the political process real and to hold accountable with civility, with respect, with honesty. Bishop Quinn, thinking about your experiences working with state Catholic conferences, and you've worked with Michigan Catholic Conference as an auxiliary bishop in Detroit and now in Minnesota with Minnesota Catholic Conference, what are some highlights of your time working with state Catholic conferences and working with bishops in the public policy arena? I think especially in both Michigan, but especially here in Minnesota, has been the teaching aspect that as bishops and as Catholics, we really do have an important dimension of our faith that we can bring into the great issues we're debating, whether that's immigration, poverty, issues concerning gender, our understanding of the human person, the gift of life from the moment of conception to natural death. We really have a wonderful perspective that enriches the conversation. First of all, we know it's true, but secondly, it is light that illumines. So in both Michigan and Minnesota Catholic Conference, puts out readable material, helpful material, the websites. So I think it's improved our teaching as bishops, clarity of what it is that the church teaches. The second thing is a civility in politics, particularly here in Minnesota, uh, calling us to be respectful, but also to be honest in, in our debate. And I would say we've had some very important moments of bringing about an understanding of marriage and protecting that uh, important reality, even though the culture sees it differently, but that we have done a great deal as Catholics to promote what Christ has taught us, but also how that can very much be a gift to all of our citizens. And then the last thing I would say, it's encouraged us not to sit on the bench, not to be afraid, but to get out there and to do it with love and with charity, but to speak the truth. Change will not occur unless we're part of the change. And so I've seen our Minnesota Catholic Conference very much inviting us to be part of the change. In other words, get out there, bring your faith into the public square. We're speaking today with Bishop John Quinn, Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. We're talking about education and faithful citizenship, civility, and public life. Bishop Quinn, I, I can't speak for what happened in Michigan at Michigan Catholic Conference during your time there, but I know that here in Minnesota, we've been proactive, uh, working to set you to set up meetings with uh, legislators for you. We have bishops uh, walking around two by two around the Capitol, getting a taste and a flavor of what the staff does on a daily basis. We have a yearly breakfast with the governor. What have been some takeaways from those experiences uh, lobbying elected officials and working proactively with elected officials that you think can translate into good practices for Catholics in the pew? 
See, I think what I've learned, especially with our work in the Minnesota Catholic Conference, is you have to make your voice known. You've got to speak. You have to have a coherent message, but you need to go and bring your message to the elected officials, particularly here with our governor. And during this COVID-19, I can say very much, Jason, that you and the staff have really represented us as bishops, and particularly at times when uh, protocols were being revised, to be sure that the clergy are given ample opportunity to conduct religious services and to have size gatherings that respect the fears and concerns about transmission of the virus, but also can freely uh, conduct their ministry and have access to the people who need their spiritual ministry. So I have seen how that is done very effectively, and we've been part of that conversation. And as bishops, with the leadership of Archbishop Hebda, uh, early on in the COVID-19 protocols, we did raise some issues. But you've got to be able to do it respectfully, And when you issue something publicly, it has to be done coherently, but also to know you're a voice and you're credible and you enter that respectfully. And I believe when you do that, change will occur. We always say that we propose, we never impose, but sometimes we have to work a little more proactively to get their attention. (laughs) You do. Well, that's what I mean. If you don't speak up, people can't read your mind. My dad always had a great um, motto. He would say to me, stand your ground, but don't snip. So, you know, be able to give an account of why you believe what you believe, or as it says in the scriptures, give an account of the hope that is within you, but do it with love. Don't snip. Don't be somebody who's just provocative, but do it with love. Indeed, that great exhortation from First Peter. Bishop Quinn, speaking uh, about the, the challenging and conflicting dynamics even within the Church, we you, I know you get the messages, we get the messages from people saying that we should have either opposed or supported Donald Trump or opposed or supported Joe Biden, and that each of these was the ultimate Catholic thing to do. So you had, you had these perspectives on all sides of the aisle, uh, supporting or opposing one candidate or another during this election season. How do we respond to that polarization? What is your response when people ask the church to behave or engage in a partisan rather than a principled way? My gosh, as the election was drawing closer and closer in November, I must have every day gotten emails and letters telling me I had to endorse one of those candidates and and how important it was that I do that. And I would uh, try and respond as best I could, uh, given the volume. But I would always say to people, that's not our mission. Our mission is to form our conscience, form yours as I'm forming mine. And then out of a formed conscience, then to make, then you make the decision as I do as citizens about who now best we believe can fulfill what we believe is our mandate from Christ, but also for the common good. 
and people say, well, you're you're not giving us the direct answer. You're um, hiding out. Say the truth, you know. And I tell them, look, the truth is you got to form your conscience. And then it's your role if you want to work in politics and get out there to elect someone and to be public in who you're endorsing. But for me as a bishop and our role as a church, as visible in the world, we make sure that we help give what people need to form their conscience as good citizens and then let them make the decision on who they're going to vote for. That's a a higher road than just to endorse a candidate, but I think in the long term, that's a much more fruitful and productive way where we have to engage in what are these issues and how does our conscience, how we stand before God, how is that affected? So I'll tell you one thing. I was really glad when the election was over, a lot of the trees weren't dying for me with all the paper that had to be produced. (laughs) Um, I always felt I was doing my share for Laudato Si, you know, by the fact just that the election was over. But it is, and I will face that in every cycle. My concern is that now that the election is over, though, the task of forming our conscience should still be taking place. Well, you mentioned that Catholic social teaching is that framework that we propose that Catholics use to form their conscience. It's a mental model, I like to say, that can be applied in any number of contexts, and we leave it up to the laity to use that mental framework, that theological perspective about life in society, to then make practical choices and practical judgments, whether it's about legislation in their community, at the state level, at the federal level, but also which candidates should represent them. It seems, though, Bishop Quinn, that Catholic social teaching continues to be the Church's best-kept secret. How do we unleash the power of Catholic social teaching in our communities? Well, I think today, you know, we've really uh, discovered the power of our technology. I've been amazed that through this pandemic, how many people are accessing our live streamed masses and people who I know perhaps normally would not. And not just because of the dispensation given for Sunday Mass, but they are kind of once again have the time to think through what's missing in their life and that place for religion and especially for Jesus Christ. So I think the media, uh, while we also sometimes can be somewhat um, perplexed by it, intimidated by it, as we work with it, it's a wonderful avenue so that we can put out more about the best-kept secret, our Catholic social teaching. And there's now all kinds of material, and parishes are producing it. People, parishes have their own shows, their own podcasts. So I think what we have to do is to get smarter and put it out. The days of giving people a book and say, why don't you read this, there are those that will. But I think for most people, they don't have the time. But we've got the media to make it accessible. Indeed, and resources like Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota and your diocese is doing a great job getting out through the Internet and other places uh, the, the tools of Catholic social teaching. 
Bishop Quinn, as you near your time, end of your time as the Bishop of Winona, Rochester, you've submitted your resignation. Please know of our gratitude and inspiration that you've been as a bishop and as a colleague, and know of our prayers for you as you start the next journey in your ministry. Well, I appreciate that, and I approach this time in my life with gratitude for, first of all, that the Lord has called me into being one of his disciples, but also the great privilege of being called to the priesthood, and then the incredible a gift of being named a bishop, and then the privilege to be the bishop here of God's people in Winona, Rochester. I am grateful for these 12 years, for all that the Lord has accomplished. I just have tried to get out of God's way and allow the Holy Spirit to work in the lives of God's faithful people here. I leave not only with a grateful heart, but with a lot of optimism, both about the church, about the shared governance that is developing as lay people continue to exert uh, their gifts in the church and help. Uh, I know they are a huge help in our structures here, but our parishes are alive, and I see the great mission work being accomplished by our laity with their pastors. This is a great time. And for our young people, the opportunity to bring about change in this world based on Catholic social teaching, but most of all with Christ, I just can only see the light getting brighter and brighter. So it's with a grateful heart that I will be heading back to Motown, where I'm from, when the successor, I know all the people here, including me, will welcome him and be grateful for how he will help be a good shepherd to God's people here. Well, thank you, Bishop Quinn, for that word of hope, and it's been wonderful to have you on the Bridge Builder program today, having you share your insights about faithful citizenship and discipleship in the public arena. Bishop John Quinn, thanks for being on the Bridge Builder program. It's my privilege. Thank you, Jason. And we'll be back in a moment with our mailbag segment. Welcome back to The Bridge Builder, where we help you connect your Catholic faith and public life. I'm Jason Adkins, Executive Director of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, and now it's time to jump into the mailbag to hear what comments and questions you've been sending our way. Kit, what's in this week's mailbag? Yeah, we have received a question from a Minnesota listener who says he's just simply tired of all the political energy that is being spent on such divisive issues when he just simply wants to see his own neighborhood streets made safer by lowering the traffic speeds. He reached out to us saying, what suggestions do you have for how I can make my idea come to a reality? Well, as our media focuses so much on national politics, uh, local politics is often overlooked. And it's oftentimes at the local level where some of the most important decisions impacting our daily life, that's where those get made. What's our property taxes? Do our streets get plowed in the wintertime? I know as a resident of the city of St. Paul, that's a big issue for me is our streets are never plowed. And I wonder with the taxes I pay why that is the case. And so the, the folks need to reconfigure their political perspective in many instances to focus on what's going on in their corner of the vineyard in their own backyard. 
we often feel like we don't have real political agency at the national or even at the state level. And to some extent, that's becoming more and more true, sadly. But where we do have agency is in our local communities. And that's where we're going to be most effective because we know what the issues are. And people on the ground at that level of that problem are in the best position to address them. We can't wait for people in Washington to solve problems that are happening in Worthington, Wanamingo, or Winona. We've got to be the change ourselves, as Bishop Quinn said in our earlier segment, and roll up our sleeves and get involved in our community's problems. Oftentimes, cities cannot find people to run for mayor or city council, especially in small towns. People don't realize this, that we need people showing up. And politics is local, as Bishop Quinn said, and we need people to show up for that. So if you want to be the change, identify a problem, uh, find ways to get involved, to volunteer, to run for a local office, whether that's school board, city council, mayor even. Find ways to be the change in your community. And who knows, those are oftentimes the places where future leaders at the state and national level get their start. So think about local politics. What are the issues in your community? How can we be the change in our own corner of the vineyard and in our own backyard? Thanks, Jason. And before we wrap up, we want to leave our listeners with some practical ways that they can start engaging their faith and public life. What do you have in this week's Bricklayer segment? Well, Bishop Quinn mentioned Catholics at the Capitol and what a fantastic event that is for just getting an inside view of what the political process looks like visiting with your legislators. It's a fantastic event that brings over a thousand Catholics from around the state to the Capitol every year. And this year we're going to be hosting it at the cathedral and then heading over to the Capitol for hopefully a lot of in-person visits uh, with our elected officials. But to make this fantastic event run, we need volunteers. So think about sponsoring or volunteering Catholics at the Capitol. Can you donate to make it a reality? Can you volunteer to help make it a success? For more information on applying to be a sponsor or volunteer, just head to catholicsatthecapital.org and click on the support tab. Tickets are available, too, for Catholics across the state who want to attend. Make sure to register early and secure your spot. That's all the time we have for today on today's episode of The Bridge Builder. We'll be back again next week with another great guest, more of your comments and questions, and a new way for you to build bridges between faith and public life. I'm Jason Adkins, and for Kit Sapiniak of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, thanks for listening, and have a blessed day.